I feel so all over the place. I never know what to do first. I can never get enough done. There's always so much left on my to-do list. If any of those statements resonate, then this is the episode for you. So many of my time management clients come to me hoping to build a little bit more structure into their workday, regardless of whether they're running their creative empire from a home office or running a team at their nine to five. This is even a common problem across industries, marketing, medical, sales, legal, and more. All of that to say is that if you're struggling with structure, you are not alone. In this episode, we'll dig into three different opportunities to add structure to your workday, and you can start trying them out ASAP. And as always, you can find all the details for each episode in the show notes, including a totally free and super useful checklist you'll hear about later in this episode. Head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash five, just the number five to check out all the details. And if you like what you hear in this episode, I hope you'll take a moment to click the subscribe button if you haven't yet and write a review on iTunes. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find out about It's About Time. You might even hear your review in a future episode, like this one from Gretchen5552, written after hearing the trailer. Gretchen5552 says, need this podcast. So excited to hear Anna's tips and get advice from her guests on how to balance this crazy life. Gretchen5552, thank you so much. (laughs) Finding balance in our crazy lives can be such an adventure of trial and error, and I'm so grateful that you're along for the ride. Thank you for joining in the excitement with me, and I hope that tips and insights from interviews are super helpful. It means the world that you took a moment to leave a review. And before we jump into this week's episode, I want to share one of my favorite books with you. It's called Design Your Day by Claire Diaz-Ortiz. This is one of the first time management books I ever read when I started this journey a few years ago. It's a really quick read, and it continues to be a favorite. When it comes to productivity, hard work is half the battle. The first half, the crucial half, is planning well. Whether you want to finish a project, lose weight, or read 200 books a year, Design Your Day is an all-in-one guide to spending time with purpose. Use Claire's tips and tools, and you'll be amazed at what you can do in a day, let alone a lifetime. I'm including a link to Design Your Day in the show notes found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash five and encourage you to check it out. Okay, it's about time we get started, so here we go. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman-Kornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman-Kornick. Structure. Does anybody else remember that men's store in the mall that was typically next door to Express back in the day? No? Just me? Okay, 
Anyway, aside from being a now defunct men's clothing store, structure is one of those elusive things that many of us are looking for in our workday. But while structure is something we want because we know deep down it'll help us get more things and more of the right things done, we also don't want too much structure, especially when that structure is out of our control. Studies have shown that one of the true secrets to workplace happiness, even if your workplace is a desk in your spare bedroom, is autonomy in daily operations. So what do we mean by autonomy? Autonomy typically looks like the ability to make decisions without having to run it up the ladder or have it approved by a committee. It's the ability to contribute your ideas and for your ideas to actually matter. It's having limited supervision. No one likes having a supervisor breathing down your neck and scrutinizing every move. Raise your hand if you've ever been micromanaged and know that icky feeling when it just feels like your boss doesn't trust you to get things done. And it's the ability to choose your responsibilities, whether it's what you can delegate or designing your own job description. Having some flexibility is the key to happiness. If you're your own boss, you have a lot of autonomy. And that means you have a lot of decisions to make about how you'll spend your time accomplishing your goals. If you're in a nine to five, you might have a supervisor, be a supervisor, or both, which means your freedom and flexibility could vary. Regardless of the type of work you do, there is likely some element of structure that you get to create for yourself. And the first way to create structure in your workday is to define your hours and be consistent. If you work from home with flexible hours or run your own business, this tip is definitely for you. I encourage you to set consistent office hours, even if that looks like different start and end times on specific days of the week. Creating a schedule for yourself helps train your body to be ready for work and ready for rest at specific times of day. And if your work involves serving clients or partnering with others, having consistent office hours sets expectations and makes you easier to work with. Along with that tip, try to start your day at the same time each day, if you can. Even if your job has set office hours, you might find yourself creeping past the closing bell and working late from time to time. Without keeping yourself in check, that occasional overtime can quickly become habit a way of life, and start to take a toll on your health and relationships. Back when I worked in crisis communications, it wasn't unusual to find me at the office until 6 or 7 at night, heading home to eat a quick dinner before getting back in front of the laptop until 11 p.m. or later. Chances are you know how that chapter of my story ended, but in case you don't, it didn't end well. We'll leave it at that. I had to learn the hard way the importance of setting boundaries for myself in order to produce the best work possible and take care of myself. Have you ever heard of Parkinson's Law? In a nutshell, Parkinson's Law states that work expands to fill the time allotted. That means that if you don't set a clear end time for yourself, your work will just stretch out. You can always find something else to tweak, something else to edit, or something else to just fiddle with before calling it quits. 
having a set time to turn off work brain gives you an opportunity to rest, recharge, and reset. In addition to having set office hours, a start time and an end time, the second way to create structure in your workday is by creating and using a startup and shutdown routine. These two routines are the bookends of your workday. They help you rev up in the morning and take it down a notch before quitting time. You know, in the beginning of every episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, when he walks in the house, changes from his outside shoes to his inside shoes, and swaps out his jacket for a cozy cardigan, he's doing something physical that helps him make a mental transition. Your startup and shutdown routines help you transition from not work brain to work brain and back to not work brain again. So what does this look like? Let's start with a startup routine. This is a quick routine that helps you get into the groove for work. It's especially helpful for my work from home friends where the lines between home and work are blurry. Your commute looks more like a stroll from your bedroom to your kitchen table than a cross-town commute. (laughs) Mine looks like this. First, I write down five things I'm grateful for. Second, I write down the five goals I'm working toward. Third, I choose my top three priorities for the day and I write them in my simplified planner. Fourth, I open my laptop. Fifth, I check Trello for any outstanding or urgent tasks. Sixth, I create my time blocks for the day. Seventh, I refill my water or my coffee and then I get to work on priority one. One thing to note, checking email is not in my startup routine. In fact, I advocate waiting until you've knocked out your number one priority for the day before you get into email. Email is a really great way to let your day be derailed with other people's priorities. I also accept that everyone's job and responsibilities are different, so everyone's email situation is different. You have to do what's best for you, and knowing how easily I get distracted, this is what's best for me. Your startup routine could include Reviewing your goals, writing in a gratitude journal, reading industry news, or any number of things. So let's talk shutdown. Your shutdown routine helps you transition out of work mode and prepare yourself for everything that comes after work, like being present with your family or leading volunteer commitments. Mine starts about 30 minutes before I end my workday and looks like this. First, I find a stopping point and save whatever I'm working on. Second, I update Trello with the status of my current project so I'll know where I left off. Third, I'll scan tomorrow's calendar and anticipate tomorrow's priorities and make notes. Fourth, I'll scan my email and respond to anything that can't wait until tomorrow. Fifth, I scan social media and respond to comments and engage with a few friends by commenting on recent posts or stories. Finally, I close all of my tabs and open windows to prepare for a fresh start tomorrow. And I know some of you might be breaking out in hives at the thought of closing your browser tabs, but when you leave all of your tabs open on your computer, you're leaving tabs open in your brain. 
And unless you close everything out, you never really feel like you've closed out the day. It still feels open-ended, like you should still be doing something or that you're missing something. And if you're worried about losing something on one of your open tabs, just save it as a bookmark and go back tomorrow. And if you're worried about losing something on one of your open tabs, just save it as a bookmark and go back to it tomorrow. Your shutdown routine could include some of the elements that I use in mine, like finding a stopping point and closing your tabs. You could put your gratitude practice here and end the day on a note of positivity. You could even write a kind note to a friend or a colleague. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Regardless of what you include in your startup and shutdown, I offer these two final tips to making them stick. First, don't go overboard. If your startup or shutdown has too many steps or takes too long, you'll start skipping them completely. Keep it simple in the beginning with three to five steps and see how you feel. Tweak as necessary until you get into a groove. Second, write it down and post it where you can see it. Visibility is the key to being consistent and going in the same order every day is the key to creating routine. Write it down, post it up, and before long, it'll feel like second nature and you'll find yourself enjoying your wheels up and wheels down parts of the day. And because I believe so strongly in the value of having these two routines as bookends for your day, I've created a totally free checklist for designing your own startup and shutdown routines 
that you can find in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash five. The third piece of the puzzle for adding more structure to your workday is to design your ideal week. A lot of times when we try to add more structure to our workday, we start by only thinking one day at a time. But we all know that there's no such thing as a typical day. Especially when you run your own business, work can be wildly different from day to day. That's why designing an ideal week can help you create the structure you're looking for. So how do we create an ideal week? First, do some task batching. Can you sort all of the things you do in a given week into categories? By grouping similar tasks together, like prepping several invoices or proposals in one sitting instead of scattered throughout the week. In fact, let's make proposals our example. And if you don't create proposals in your work, try and think of something that's similar, like writing blog posts or press releases or editing photos. Doing the same type of work in batches helps you avoid distraction because your mind is in the right mode for that type of work. It's easier to get into a groove or that in-the-zone flow state where time seems to both fly by and stand still at the same time. Moving from proposal to proposal to proposal keeps you in a consistent headspace and you're able to get more done more efficiently. Scattering things throughout the week and switching from one type of work to another multiple times a day is a huge time waster. Even though it might feel like we're getting a lot done, because of all the switching, it actually takes almost 30 minutes to regain your focus every time you switch up what you're doing. 30 minutes! That's huge! The next piece of the ideal week puzzle is time blocking. Just like Parkinson's law applies to the start and end times of our day, work expands to fill the time allotted, remember? The same goes for time spent on projects during the day. Blocking out specific start and end times to work on specific projects of task batches, like those proposals, and putting them on your calendar is an amazing way to add structure to your workday. Even if you're not assigning specific tasks to specific time blocks, simply sketching out what a week's worth of time blocks could look like will help you more realistically decide how much you can actually accomplish in a given week. Your time blocks could be anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours, depending on the type of work you do. The third piece of the ideal week puzzle is creating theme days. Again, not every tip is going to be a good fit for everyone's work, but creating theme days or days of the week in which you focus on a different type of work takes the time blocking and task batching one step further. This could look like having Marketing Monday, and you could prep social media, blog posts, or pitch public relations opportunities. At a previous job, I had Website Wednesdays and spent a huge chunk of the day updating the website with all of our new event information. This was a great system because my coworkers knew that in order for their event to be added to the website, I had to have all of their details in hand by the end of the day on Tuesday. Finance Friday is another great idea for a theme day. If you do regular invoicing or track expenses, file reports or organize reimbursements, the end of the week 
when you're a little mentally tired can be a great time to do some mindless but important admin work. And no, alliteration is not required for theme days. You can have client work Tuesdays or editing Wednesdays. But I mean, alliteration is fun and work is more fun when it's fun. (laughs) Designing your ideal week using task batching, time blocks, and theme days is a great way to add structure to your day. But here are a few pitfalls to watch out for. There is no such thing as a perfect week. Life rarely goes as planned, but without plans, we're lost and feel all over the place. Find a happy medium by designing your ideal week, trying your best to stick to it, and giving yourself grace when things don't go perfectly. Also, leave some white space. It can be super tempting to time block out your entire week from 8 a.m. on Monday to 5 p.m. on Friday, but do your best to resist the urge. I learned this lesson when I was a congressional scheduler working on Capitol Hill 10 years ago. Early on the job, I booked back-to-back-to-back meetings from a boss, a congressman representing New Orleans, and didn't leave any white space for lunch or bathroom breaks. He was not pleased. You need lunch. You need bathroom breaks. Sometimes you just need time to take a break and stare into space. Don't overschedule yourself to the point of exhaustion. It's a really easy way to set yourself up or failure. To recap, you can create structure in your workday by setting office hours and choosing a start and end time to your day and sticking to them. By creating a startup and shutdown routine to serve as the bookends to your workday, helping your brain transition from not work to work and back to not work again. Design your ideal week using task batching, time blocking, and theme days. But remember that your ideal week is a rough sketch, not a hard line of perfection to measure yourself against. Through some trial and error and making sure to create some white space for yourself, you can create more structure in your workday. Alrighty, that's all for today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up on some strategies and ideas that you can test drive in your own workday. I'd love to hear if you use theme days, task badging, or any of the other strategies mentioned in this episode as you're adding more structure to your workday. If you haven't yet, join the It's About Time podcast community by visiting abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community and let me know. We always have something we can learn from one another, and I can't wait to hear from you. And as always, all of the details for this episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash five, including a free printable checklist for designing your startup and shutdown routines. And before I go, I've got to tell you about next week's episode. To say that I was thrilled for the opportunity to talk with this woman is a huge understatement. Blake Guichet is the host of Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, works full-time in a job she loves, and is a wife and mom to two girls. Blake and I talk about the pressure a lot of 9-to-5ers feel to quit their job and start a business, and we talk about making time instead of finding time 
for the most important things in life. I can't wait for you to hear all about it. And that's it for today. So thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.